This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Sheila Mehta is an internationally recognized Kathak exponent. She is a choreographer, visualizer, director, teacher, administrator, and a research scholar. Blossomed under the tutelage of stalwarts like Dr. Kanak Rele and our Pandit Suresh Talwalkar, she has presented innumerable ballets, solo dances, and is the founder and artistic director of Nupur Zankar Academy of Performing Arts. Currently, Sheila is preparing for a Sanskriti Mahotsav that introduces us to masters who will discuss how Kathak has changed over time. Over to Sheila Mehta. So we will begin with your passion for dance. How did it begin? Who was the influence factor in your life that from childhood got you into dance? Thank you, Bhavna Ben, for having me here. I feel very nice to be talking to you. Uh, so far as my passion for dance is concerned, I think I was born to dance. Uh, why? Because uh, even when I was as a child, when I was five years old, I was put to dance class. I was taken off from the dance class by my mother because we were seven brothers sisters. Okay. And I fairly remember that uh, I did not eat for one and a half days. And I was, I said that, uh, and I was a fifth, uh, you know, fifth child. So, so when I say I was a fifth one, it means that my mother was like, uh, you know, seven siblings. So, uh, she was not able to, you know, kind of managing everything by herself and uh, she has to cook and do everything. So, she, the first thing she did was she, uh, she took me off the dance class and, uh, and then I said, no, if you, you can took me off from the school, but not the dance. Mm -hmm. uh, so, then... Uh, I was very stubborn in those days and also I'm like in a good way. I really want to do what I want to do and I do it. Mm. Uh, so I think I, I really felt that I want to dance and uh, it was there. So there was no outside inspiration factor those days. And also I think till today, it's a very uh, self-motivated uh, passion, I would say. So then as you were growing up, how did you balance your studies and your uh, dance class? Uh uh, or were you not a good student and a good dancer? What was the lifestyle at that time? What was your routine? Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. I, as I said, dance was always first to me. So why I'll just give you a couple of examples is uh, I fairly remember I used to go to even dance class when there was exam next day. Uh, having said that, I was a very good student. I was, uh, you know, in those days, there was a double promotion was happening. So when I was in nursery i was i they took me to six, if standard one even in six so it means i was a good in my family my all brother sisters we all are good in academics mm. so uh it was not that i was a dull student not at all i was a brighter one mm. uh, but i think uh, because i think i always derived the strength from the dance because when you are so passionate about Rather, it made me to do every other things very fast because I want to dance. So mm. I knew very well that in society, people till today, I mean, unfortunately, like, you know, dance, music, all these things are still taken as a, you know, extracurricular activities in school days. Right. Uh, and also, I hate that word for the extracurricular activity for dance music because... Um, 
it's an education it's another way of growing for mm. non material benefits so mm. just somehow the society recognizes the passion or the professions which are which brings the material benefits but what about the non material benefits which are so 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 important for the well being of a human being correct so well having said that so uh, i was very good student but uh, i could manage rather i was also into what do you say the skating you know i remember that i was selected for national for being groomed for the national championship for the roller skates Okay. Uh, and but because in those days i had to go to simla and get myself groomed and my parents were not that educated about all this my uh, skills and you know things so they said no who will take you uh, to there and kind of so i they did not but i did not even repent that time i said okay i'm dancing so i think that the dance made me to give some energy and to do even other things much better even my studies because i want to dance so i will do fast studies or i will do something <laughs> to see that i get the space to dance so what was your and when was your first exposure of a performance on stage and what are your memories associated with it my first performance on the stage that way if you say i think it was a uh, uh, performance you mean that if i say kathak solo then yes. uh, 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 yeah so that i remember i was at when i was uh, uh, almost in my teens like i think uh, 18 years old yes mm. i think in those days yeah 18 years old i was there it was great because that great means i was uh, i was accompanied by onindo chatterjee on tabla on those days onindo mm. chatterjee who is like a great tabla maestro and uh, i was so fortunate and uh, also uh, it rained heavily i remember oh it was in kalamandir basically i am from kolkata uh, mm. born and raised in kolkata and then moved to mumbai so uh, kolkata there's a kalamandir and it just got houseful and mm. uh, it was houseful and i remember legendary figures all like now you know who and who not from kolkata because as you know kolkata has so many artists so all were there in the auditorium and my first guru prahlad das ji he sat to do padhant with me so mm. yeah and it rained really heavily on that day but still we had a houseful show so so how yeah. did uh, uh, dance uh, evolve you and continue in the forthcoming years and for a lot of dancers there are highs and lows and there are times when they stop dancing Yes. Did that ever happen with you when you got married or something? Uh, yes, very much, very much. Every every phase of my life. The first phase was uh, uh, when I was uh, yeah in my teens. I mean, I got married. Actually, I got married at very early age when I was twenty two years old. Mm. Uh, after marriage, the first thing was that you give up dancing. Like my mm. husband said, "Oh, you did your masters, everything, and you give up dancing." And I had to convince him. Uh, my in-laws yes uh, they were little bit uh, you know how ghar ki bahu kaise dance kar sakti hai stage ke upar mein when i was 19 years old <clears throat> i must say this that uh, uh, i have a very natural flair to choreograph do mass choreography involving you know 1000 plus numbers and okay. this i could recognize, recognize even when i was 18 years old and i was given opportunity by bidla schools 
um, where you know there's a Netaji Indoor Stadium and Birla schools have this spectrum program where they take so many students and they choreograph. So I was given that opportunity by Birla schools. I did choreograph uh, one uh, number, one the whole program with uh, the artists who were like even senior to me, artists in a sense, the participants. Because I, I, we, you know, we used to, uh, that program included the whole society members, you know, it was not all the dancers, but I groomed them like, you know, for three months, there was a workshop and where I trained them. So I was just 19 years old and I had tremendous confidence in choreographing and teaching. So hmm. that I realized at a very early age. So when I got married, I had some name to myself uh, hmm. because SM, that was my first choreography. And uh, uh, this I'm talking about Netaji Indoor Stadium also. Yes, 700 uh, uh, students from the different schools were there and I could choreograph. Very appreciated by all the Bidla families, members. And uh, you know how when you get that success, you all automatically you get more confidence. And then when I was... Uh, so what happened after the in-laws said ki ghar ki bahu No, no, no. This was before my before my marriage. No, when no. I was so what happened to... when your uh, in-laws said ki yeah. Uh, so they knew huh. Yeah. So they knew that uh, I am a choreographer and I dance. Uh, but uh, so there was a kind of a uh, not exactly don't dance, don't dance because they knew that I have some name and fame to it. Mm -hmm. But yes, there was a protest that it's better if you don't dance. But uh, yeah, so yeah, then I had to take that as a challenge. Second challenge was uh, I had a cervical rib operation at a very younger age where doctors said that you can't dance because I was losing on my right hand. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a severe, op I mean, that operation was a very dreadful. It was a death bat to me. And mm -hmm. I just kept off it just because of dance. Because I remember entering any clinic, <clears throat> I, when I came to Bombay at that time and all the doctors said you can't dance because, uh, yeah, my, my, I was um, losing on my nose. Mm. Well, uh, so somewhere uh, I, I was, I was operated and I was operated with that, with that particular sentence to, to both my husband and uh, myself at that time I was married. Mm. Uh, that, uh, you know, this is a death bed for her. The chances are like, you know, 50-50. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. So 50 mm. survival and 50 no survival. So in those days also it was, oh, yeah. So, but I had so much, uh, I think there was so much passion for dance and I could, I could bear that uh, condition also because I wanted mm. to dance. Mm. So when you had your child and when you were pregnant and post-pregnancy was a time that you must be not dancing. Uh, yes and no. I, I continued choreography. Uh, my son was due, I remember, my son was due on May 8th. May 8th is Ravindranath Tagore's birthday. And I was offered by Uday Shankar Dance Festival organization to put up the choreography. So... Uh, Actually, 8th May and the, the program was also 8th May. Mm. So, but I took that as a challenge. I did choreograph uh, the whole my uh, piece. And uh, I remember on the day of the choreography, also my husband arranged an ambulance, you know, to mm. the venue and my to the hospital. How sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yes, ambulance was there. And then, but of course, nothing happened. And I was with a very big belly and big tummy. I was there on the stage. And not mm -hmm. dancing, but of course, uh, you know, doing the kind of work. So, 
Uh, yes, I think it didn't stop me. Also, when I realized that I'm pregnant, like I was two months pregnant mm. with two months, uh, I already had accepted the one huge choreography piece, um, mm. uh, which was involving, you know, 200 plus uh, artists. Uh, okay. But I continued with that, my commitment. So, so when, did you when did you launch your own academy in Upur Zankar? Yeah, the roots of Nupuzankar was in 1983 in Kolkata, uh, but it when I moved to Mumbai in uh, 1998, so uh, in 2004 we had the Nupuzankar Academy of Performing Arts and Research Center as a non-profit organization registered mm. in mm. Mumbai. Yeah, mm. and what are the basic uh, profile of this uh, academy? You are teaching dance, you are researching dance or performing recitals. What is it? What all does it do? Uh, Nupur Zankar, yes. Nupur Zankar was uh, formed, of course, to promote arts and culture, uh, dance and music. Uh, it made me, when I came from Kolkata to Mumbai, I realized that I really need to do something to have a proper setup because uh, Bombay was a very different place to me at that time because I came... Kolkata, I was raised in Guru Shisha Parampara and when I came to Mumbai, I was just confined to, you know, I mean, there was a very different atmosphere so far as dance was, classical dance was concerned. Because mm. Bombay is really widespread a city and more professional, I would say. So, mm. uh, yeah, I started this that I can hold annual, I can hold the Mahotsavs and the uh, you know, the festivals and also invite the gurus and also under the name of the Sanskriti Mahotsav. Mm. And uh, it started in, uh, of course, I uh, registered 2004, but it started in 2000, the Sanskriti Mahotsav. So that mm. was the one uh, goal so that I can expose my students to the gurus. In Kolkata, mm. where I was raised in my guru's house, Zakir Bhai, and then, as I say, uh, Onindoda, and then, uh, you know, so many masters, so many gurus, they used to be just around us and uh, like I was brought up like that. But mm. here, when I came to Mumbai, I, I didn't, I was missing that atmosphere. So Nupur Zankar was with a goal to bring those masters so that the today's generation can be also exposed to these gurus. It's so important. And how do you make them the meet the masters? And meet the masters, exactly. And to meet the masters and, uh, you know, to have the knowledge from the source, which is the origin of our traditions. So uh, doing workshops, that is one thing. And secondly, I always felt that arts and society are so interconnected, so mm -hmm. interconnected. We just cannot separate society from the arts and arts from the society. It's very connected. The reason why I'm saying maybe I was exposed very well, like from the day one, I felt that it is more a calling to myself. If I look at my own roots, why I'm dancing, it is just my calling. It is something uh, spiritual, we say, that connection, uh, which happened with me, with my rhythm. It was always the nagma which took me. So this, the strength of the tal and the rhythm and the laya, it has on your subtle body and mind. It is just tremendous. And uh, I'm not saying just because I'm drawn to it, but I'm also saying even today's generation, I love teaching children at Nupur Sankar. So when I teach, because I, I teach with a, with a purpose, with a research, you know, it's a research on the psychological aspect of the, my, uh, you know, of the student. So I, I definitely see that 
you know how a child when i say okay let's do something you know uh, you know fun dance and all but if the child is connected to that rhythm bhavna ji they will mm-hmm. say she or he she will say no 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 didi let's do tintal na didi na na tinna na didi na na tinna na didi so this na didi na it mm-hmm. becomes like mantra mm-hmm. so i really see that uh, how how to bring this element in the society so i have i really connect nupur sankar uh, the social cause also that uh, how i can you know heal the people with this arts and just not kathak teaching them kathak as a performer and be a performer because when you bring that element it is a lovely element one has to perform to get the energy of the audience but also this aspect uh, you know the psychological benefits from this dance it's a very very tremendous a very significant aspect and i think our dances are meant for that first you know the do you teach all your students personally or you have a group of your older students who teach the youngsters absolutely no i teach even my ch- a child personally yes mm. sometimes i am assisted i would say i am assisted by my um, my my senior disciples in my absence because i travel a lot but but then i always have the connection directly even with a 4 year old child so uh, your students you are teaching them in america or when you keep coming to india you have your students here what is the whole system how does it work how many centers how many mm-hmm. other students are organizing and helping you with all those centers yes that's a wonderful question 1998 moved to uh, mumbai in 2012 i moved to canada uh, toronto uh, and 2014 i moved to usa so as you say the my life uh, you know has moved Uh, so in 2012 i started online teaching those days it was very difficult to digest that how can uh, you teach online mm. but i started teaching on skype online so nupur zankar i would say is the first one to have online classes really so, wonderful yes yes so having said that uh, online thing you may ask me then how about the guru shishya parampara and the physical you know contact with the but what i did i committed myself every two months i used to i fly to india every two months and every two months i am here and i have designed my classes that way even when i'm there see about when it is all about connection with the student you yeah. don't need your physical presence you know you don't need to sit on the head of the student to teach all the time especially this kind of so i always like to get to the core of the uh, of the subject and teach that because the essence lies there so uh, yes on your question yes i do have centers uh, which is here in united states we have this 2016 it has be, uh, we got the status of nonprofit organization here in united states mm. it was launched by the mayor of east windsor so i'm working here i'm also working my also have a center at the uk swindon where uh, i am assisted by my senior disciple uh, mm-hmm. and uh, she is a dr shivani sharma and uh, in belgium i have a wonderful center as well there i go since last 12 years uh, my sapera dance company where there is a nupur zankar also uh, for kathak so mm-hmm. i have uh, and recently we have opened in the netherlands 
so uh, when i'm having the centers i i travel a lot i try to see that i go personally there and also now thanks to technology i love technology and mm-hmm. i have never cursed technology thanks to that that i have been able to connect to all the centers on a day to day basis i work hard i am a very hard working woman um also so far as my teaching is concerned to all yes i am assisted by when in my absence of course they take up the classes but they are under my guidance mm-hmm. so um you are teaching them online and uh, you are saying the guru shishya parampara does not necessarily need a physical touch but you know what about the <laughs> now uh, and the other kind of uh, values that you imbibe from your guru when does all that happen do you give them a lot of uh, theories do you give them a lot of notes how many hours is the class is it individual attention are there many students together uh, first of all in a very brief i will talk about this guru shishya parampara which is very wrongly many times um, perceived unfortunately let us understand that when we talk about the number of classes when we talk about the giving notes when we talk about the number of hours teaching guru shishya doesn't happen that way guru shishya parampara you have to flow i believe in that it is about the concept of form to formless like concept of matter to spirit concept of uh, darkness to lightness what is that so when we say form to formless guru is not a person let me tell you true guru is about empowering the disciple not wow. becoming boss to the disciple that i yeah. really believe. give give the mind guru's role is to create that guru tatva we call it or we say guru spirit what is the guru spirit is the positivity inside that i can do it why mm. guru because guru is somebody whom you look you know oh he is my guru I means something is giving you which you are seeking if i am able to awaken that spirit in you i have awakened your guru within you guru true guru ideal guru is supposed to awaken that guru tatva it is empowering not bossing around so for that matter you don't have to be uh, physically 24 by 7 in with the guru presence rather you should be away and you should be inspiring i would say here even if the god today comes on the earth we will start start criticizing because, uh, god because as a human being it is our nature to look at the negatives as soon as you have a form in front of you you will rather looking at the positivity of a human mind is tends to look at oh this is not good this is not good but what is good that we sometimes we miss out so it is very easy to take so guru if you take it in a form many times what happens you start even looking at the negatives of that as a person so no how- i got that i got yeah. it so now that we are on to guru shishya let yeah. us also talk about uh, because your new uh, show is also about the gharanas yes so uh, to those who don't know enough about the gharanas how will you start uh, explaining uh, i chose the gharana uh, the gharana means a system it's a parampara gharana is uh, by definition uh, it is said or i am told by my gurus that any style which is practiced for three more than three generations then it becomes gharana not even okay. a generation 
so it is a gharana is that so we have in kathak and also in the other uh, classical dance form but i'll talk more about kathak so i uh, kathak have three gharanas and the fourth one which is a raigad gharana where there are again two opinions some believe it is a gharana some says it's not a gharana which so, are the other three uh, the other three are lucknow jaipur banaras and raigad is the fourth one okay. so um, when i took this subject gharana so this gharanas are uh, number one the even here there is a lot of um, <laughs> uh you know the interpretation of tradition and convention uh, you know conventions there it needs to be really re- redefined gharanas are all about traditions and it is not about going back when the kathak is going moving so forward so i was i was to, i was asked also why gharana when kathak is really moving you know so all over the world it is being accepted uh, by even the contemporary dancers and even in uh, india in bollywood we are taking kathak in a beautiful way so yes today's generation wants to know they want to know that what our roots are and i think they should know what is the source because say if i ask you that what is the speciality of say lucknow gharana what would you say lucknow gharana yes by definition i would say it is a nazakat hai bahut usme बहुत अदाएं है एंड वेरी लिरिकल बट बाई सेम दैट आई डोंट मीन दैट जयपुर डज नॉट है सो आई विल नॉट नो सो वॉट इज सो यू आर गोइंग टू टेल मी स्पेशलिटीज ऑफ ऑल द घराना सो जयपुर की क्या खासियत है जयपुर वॉज ऑलवेज नॉन फॉर द लॉन्ग बंदिश एंड मोर पावरफुल फुटवर्क मोर या टेक्निक बेस्ड एंड वेरी पावरफुल एग्जीक्यूशन एंड बनारस banaras was more with the kavitas and uh, kavita and the natwari bowl which we call it it is it is a janki prasad uh, parampara and mm. also uh, the uh, sitara devi uh, sitara didi did also banaras karana gopi krishna ji's banaras karana mm-hmm. so they their costume is also very different mm. and they dress up like a krishna in their dance whereas mm-hmm. uh, yeah so but the so and the raigad raigad which is an evolving gharana yes raigad gharana is generally known as the, uh, as the mixture of this lucknow and the jaipur gharana syllables i mean the bowls we call it yeah okay okay so how uh, excited are you of uh, presenting this new um, show of yours and when does it uh, premiere and where does it premiere where can people watch it Yes, uh, um, I need to also mention about Raigad Gharana, which uh, Raja Chakradhar Singh he wrote many beautiful compositions like you know Dal Badal Paran, Bijli Paran. So that is also very. It is. It does not have to do anything with this uh, Jaipur and Lucknow masters, but it is said he wrote it, and uh, yeah, that is a very different way of looking at the Kathak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far as my show is concerned which is uh, it is yes i am very excited to share this information here uh, it's a sanskriti mahotsav 2021 where we are bringing all the four gharanas its specialities and we are you will be meeting the masters like uh, lucknow gharana uh, will be pandit birju maharaj ji and sashwati sen uh, janki prasad gharana that is banaras gharana sunaina hazari lal ji will be there 
जयपुर घराना पंडित राजेंद्र गंगानी जी इज देयर एंड रायगढ़ घराना रामलाल बरेत पंडित रामलाल बरेत जी इज देयर सो हियर यू विल सी द कोरियोग्राफी ऑफ ऑल द घरानाज सो नॉट ओनली कोरियोग्राफीज यू विल ऑल्सो सी द परफॉर्मेंसेज बाई द वेरी यंग ब्रिलियंट डांसर्स एंड दिस प्रोग्राम इज महोत्सव इज लिंक्ड विथ अ कोर्स it's art for a course it is for the autism so the whole it's a fundraising event we we'll say it the whole anything whatever we are raising the funds will go to the to support the artists and people living with autism okay so it is for that course and also we are celebrating taking this program celebrating the remarkable contributions of uh, pandit birju maharaj ji and it is in loving memory of uh, our guru pandit vijay shankar ji who passed away a year before uh, okay. and uh, dr sunil kothari who recently passed away he was a yeah. dance scholar and critic paying tribute so we wish you all the best for your uh, mahotsav and yes uh, thank you very much and this will be streamed on uh, shali.com platform uh, so please please go and visit this platform That's fabulous. Uh, we wish you all the best, and uh, thank you very much for talking to us, Sheila Mata. Thank you so much for having me, Bhavnaji. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment, do rate on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Castbox, Spotify, Geo Seven, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode. with yet another guest and until then take great care of yourself